In this episode, you are going to step out from behind that desk a bit and say hi. Think you can't drink Coke and Pepsi or use Snapchat and Instagram? Well, in this episode, you will see how those who do the same type of work as you do are your colleagues and friends, not your competitors. Having a group of trusted colleagues in your network is a huge asset to your business in many different ways, and I'll show you how. Welcome to Live in the Feast. I'm Jason Resnick, and for the past decade, I've been helping businesses translate their goals into online success as a freelance web developer. In order for me to accomplish my why as a freelancer, I needed to live in the feast. Now I'm turning the tables around so you as the freelancer can do the same and build a sustainable business to achieve success so that you can ultimately live the kind of life you want. This episode is sponsored by Feast. Feast is an online course and coaching platform built for freelancers like you who are looking to take their freelance business to the next level. Want to get higher quality clients? Command higher prices? Build recurring revenue so that you can stay out of the famine for good? Feast will help you focus and remain accountable through coaching calls, community, an exclusive mastermind group, and tons of resources. Join the VIP list now by going to res.com feast and get first crack at some exclusive bonuses when the next enrollment opens. You are a full-time freelancer now, and things are perfect because you get to work on projects that you want, set your own hours, and work in the comfort of your own home with no boss to answer to. But these feelings are fleeting. They only last for a short time before you realize that there may be projects that you don't enjoy doing, but you have to take on anyway. Your hours are set by how much work needs to get done. You are working in your home, but after a little while, it gets old that the traffic on your commute is that of your cat walking underneath your feet as you walk into the kitchen for coffee. Yep, that's my morning. (laughs) Oh, and you may not have a boss to answer, but you have 10 bosses now, one for each of the projects that you are working on. So what happened to this utopia that was supposed to be freelancing? Well, nothing happened to it. It's just that you fell into the cycle of having to work on things that come your way because you don't have many other options. That's changing today. You are going to see how a little networking and socializing with colleagues get you closer, if not into that utopia of what you're looking for. Has anyone ever told you that you should be going to Chamber of Commerce meetings or a BNI meeting? I'm not sure what these things are called outside of the U.S., but these are the suggestions that were made to me in good faith, even if they seemed a bit awkward, old school, and really didn't work for me when I first started out. Folks who go to these kind of things have one thing on their mind, at least in my experience. They want to meet as many people as they can and carpet them with business cards with the hope that someone will need their services or product. It's almost as if whoever has their own business card at the end of the meeting has to pay the bill. 
But all joking aside, business is about people. And that's really what those meetings are intended for. But it's not about your logo, your website, or your company name even. It's about you providing a service to another person that has a need for it. Let me ask you a question. If you are a designer, when you meet another designer, do you look at that person as a competitor or a colleague? What if you're a writer and meet another writer? What about a developer? I'd be willing to bet that you just paused for a minute, didn't you? That's because it's natural to think that if someone does a similar job as you do, they are your competitor, that your customers are their customers. It's what we are brought up to think. Look at the cola wars of the 80s. You couldn't drink Coke and Pepsi. That was unheard of. You had to choose one. Look at the browser wars of the late 90s and early 2000s. You were either Microsoft or you weren't. Look at the apps today. I mean, you can't possibly be sharing your daily story on Snapchat as well as Instagram and now Facebook too, right? It's in our environment to think that Two of the same type of entities can't coexist in the same space at the same time. Well, I'm here to tell you that you are wrong. Most importantly, show you too. When you work in a corporate environment, you have others, a team of people around you. You chat with them, not just about work, but about your life as well. You get to know who they are. When you need help with something on the job, you can reach out to them and just say, hey, I have a question on and then get some answers. They are willing to help you for the most part in any way that they can. Now, why is that? Is it because you work for the same company and are on quote unquote the same team? I think in some respects that's true, but it's more because you have become friends and colleagues with these people, not just two people working at the same company. They want to help you because they know who you are and what you're about. They like you. Now take that same situation, but now you're running your own freelance business and you run into an issue. Who's there to help? Sure, maybe you can go to Google and put that question in the search box and find an answer. But that question isn't always something that's easily searchable. Who knows who you are? Who knows that you're even struggling with someone? It can quickly become very isolating and very disheartening as well. You suddenly have gone from this feeling of extreme high and being on top of the world, running your own business to this extreme low of feeling isolated. Now, I don't know about you, but I definitely enjoy working out of my own home, but feeling alone sucks. This is why it's so important to reach out and network with other business owners like yourself. Attend conferences of other freelancers or meetups that are in and around your local area. Find other designers, writers, developers, whatever your thing is, and chat with them. Get to know who they are. They aren't your competition. They are your colleagues. Maybe even become your friends. They understand the struggles that you have because they have them too. They can help you because they've been on that same bumpy road as you as well. If you're a designer, how many other designers are you following on Twitter and Facebook? If you're a developer, how many starred repositories do you have 
on GitHub that are from other developers. If you are following them on the social web, then it's time to be social in real life too. Reach out to them and say hi and offer any help that you can. When you attend a conference or a meetup, don't just meet and greet folks at the reception or in the hallway and let that conversation end there. Keep up the conversation long after you've gone home from the event. Sure, it's hard because out of sight, out of mind, right? Well, to quote Tom Hanks, it's the hard that makes it great. If it wasn't hard, everyone would be doing it. Running a successful business is hard. Remember how I said that business is about people? Having successful relationships is hard. Remember how in episode three, you learned how to leverage referrals to get the better clients? Well, by building those relationships and allowing folks to become your colleagues and friends rather than competitors, they learn more about who you are and what you do. It will only serve your business better to land those better clients. As a designer, developer, or writer, you know that there are times when you are so booked that you have to turn away business. It does happen, even though we'd like to maybe see it happen more. Well, don't you want to be on the other side of the coin there and be on as many people's referral lists as possible? You can only do that if you get out from behind the desk and socialize, allowing other folks to learn more about you and what you're all about. Not to mention, you can refer them work as well. Maybe even be able to reach out to them when you stumble on that road that you're both traveling on. There's plenty of work and clients to go around. Having a bunch of trusted colleagues in your space is an asset, not a detriment to your business. Remember, you don't have to pay for rent for an office building or have to pay for a hundred computer desks or any of that kind of stuff. You need a few projects among the hundreds of thousands of projects out there. So there's plenty of work to go around and even get some overflow from other people. Building the relationships with others in and around your space is critical in order to keep a flow of great clients coming your way. The action steps for this show are to make a list of people that you follow on social or have met in person. Then go ahead and send three of them an email just introducing yourself or starting up a conversation with them. Remember to provide value to them. Don't just sell yourself. Ask them about their weekend, maybe pick out a blog post that they wrote and how it affected you in a positive way. Then offer something of value to them. Maybe if they're okay with you referring them work. If they say sure, then give them that opportunity to tell you exactly what type of work they are looking for. The key here is to have a conversation with them. Then when it is time where you need to ask for work from them or ask them for anything, it's not out of context because you've already been having this conversation all along. Then next week at the same exact time you sent off the first three emails, send another three emails from that list and repeat this every single week at the same time. Put it on your calendar if you have to. Make it a habit to continue the conversation and see how it impacts you and your business in the long run. 
Now that we're at episode eight, you can see how I'm an avid fan of leverage. If referrals are the way that you get the majority of your work, put a process in place to make those referrals more consistent and predictable. Carrying on conversations with folks you know is the best way to build those relationships. They can fuel your business in ways that you may not see right away. You may not be able to measure that immediate ROI of spending five or 10 minutes to reach out to a few folks to say hi. But by this time next year, see how your business has grown leaps and bounds just by saying hi. Until next time, it's your time to live in the feast. Music